All right, and we're live. Cool. I'm curious. You said you don't write your goals down. I do not. See, that's interesting because knowing you, your goal was six figures in real estate first year. You did that quicker than a year. I did. So you're just remembering it. You don't like look at it consistently. No, I'm a numbers guy. Um, I'm always calculating in my head. So when I was initially set my goal to what I wanted to reach in my first year of real estate, I knew, I mean, I knew how many closings I had done. I knew the, the total amount of sales I had done, the commission percentage, the breakdown. And I knew all that and it just sticks in my head. Numbers is my thing. I don't forget numbers. I, um, they just marinate in my, in my mind at all times. And, um, phone numbers, dates, birthdays, what have you. It's just it's what I remember. Statistics, sports statistics, that's my thing. I'm a big sport fanatic. And I mean, I can tell you where most players went to college and, you know, what position they played and who's good, who's not, why they're not good. I, just, I analyze it from that point of view. Or respect. I personally, I need to look at like everything, like my goals on a daily basis because – I'll forget, like, there's so many things going on. I'm sure you can imagine too, especially you running multiple businesses. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Absolutely. Speaking, speaking of that, when I was putting the description together, I know you're in suitcase repair, you know, I am. kind of luggage like repair. luggage repair. Yep. Uh, like similar to Samsonite, right? Yep. So Samsonite is our largest vendor. We, uh, we handle their warranty repairs for pretty much half of the United States, Houston, Texas, on all over to the East Coast. Okay. And, uh, yep. So, I mean, it's, it's think of it as a uh, luggage insurance, similar to health insurance. You know, you, you go to the doctor and the doctor checks you out, prescribes you medicine, and bills your insurance company, not you. So that's essentially how we work. You get a broken wheel, broken zipper, ship your bag to our facility. We repair it. We ship it back to your front door and the company takes care of it under a warranty claim. And how many employees are in that business we are we're currently at 10 employees um we were able to keep them through COVID. as you could imagine when COVID occurred we were pretty much flatlined from a business standpoint we were prior to COVID, week over week month over month we were busier than the week prior the month prior i mean we were just growing and booming and blessed of course and then COVID hit and literally overnight it just all disappeared literally um we go from 500 bags a week to if we were lucky 30 bags a week wow yeah so we were getting averaging six suitcases a day during covid which you cannot make a living on that by any means well it's interesting what is the overhead on that are you guys like in an industrial building as a matter of fact we're not we are in a uh, shopping center strip we um i'm so i'm third generation family business been there 42 years and uh, my father, grandfather and uncle started a shoe repair shop. They're cobblers by trade and um, started getting a couple of suitcases in and to add to that. I grew up there on Saturdays. I'd go to work with my dad, eight, nine, 10 years old. I'm polishing shoes and learning how to sew. And that's what I want to do on the weekends. All my friends were outside playing Manheim and street hockey and don't get me wrong i played all that as well but saturdays i'm going to work with dad and i'm you know i'm at work at 7 a.m we work till 6 p.m get lunch while i'm there i venture around the shopping center and you know just play a 10 year old boy but at the same time learn work ethic which 
is why I'm sitting in this chair right here right now. So thanks to that work ethic. Um, but anyways, back to the growth of the luggage industry. We were a shoe repair shop. I was in college and my father started getting some suitcases in and he didn't really know what to do with them. We'd fix them, ship them out. And when I graduated college, I, um, I went to school to be a, a, a sports agent and law school was my next step. And I ended up transitioning to the family business and I, I saw a need in luggage repair and I saw it was very lucrative as well. And so my goal at that point was grow the business and I grew it just um, hard work. As you can imagine, you know, everybody's got hard work and um, customer service. Not everybody has that. You have to make sure that your customer is 110% satisfied. It's not about fixing the suitcases. It's about accommodating them, their time frame, their needs, um, their request. They'll call you and say, hey, my bag's in there for a wheel. Can you fix a zipper? Absolutely. We'll fix a zipper without a doubt. No question. We'll have it back to your house in three days. And, you know, that just started growing and snowballing and we became popular, um, so to speak, by the company. We were getting noticed. Uh, there were reviews left on the company's platform with us as the positivity portion of that review. And we just started growing. They started feeding us more business and, um, I saw, I saw why we were getting more business and I just put my foot on that gas and kept going. And, um, you know, my father, he's a hard worker. He's an immigrant, immigrated to the United States in the late seventies, not a penny to his pocket, self-made hard work. Um, but customer service wasn't his thing. Hard work was, and he's very good at that, but he didn't really know how to communicate with a customer, especially when they complain. That's, uh, that's where the bread and butter is made is how do you deal with an upset customer and I learned how to navigate that. And um, that was a huge part of our business. So I, I like to look at our luggage repair industry as a customer service business first and secondary, we fix suitcases after that. So it's very similar to real estate in that way, I'd imagine. Not a doubt. 100% customer service. Um, customers choose to use us as their repair center, whether they bring us suitcases or shoes or handbags, they get to choose that walk in through our front door. We don't select who comes into our door. So relate that to real estate, there's 7,500 agents in the Tri-County area. And, you know, anybody who wants to sell or purchase a home, they have the option of who they choose. And it's our job, yours and mine and everybody else, um, as to represent our brand as best as possible to essentially attract those people looking for a realtor. And um, it's all customer service. You, you make sure you deliver. And most importantly, you after closing, don't disappear. You better stay in that mix because those clients, those customers, they're going to feed your family. They're going to tell all their friends about you. They're going to call you again when they want to sell their home and make a quick profit. Um, they don't like their neighborhood. They know somebody moving. They're going to call you. So you better stay in that mix all the time. Just a simple text or a phone call goes a long way. It's interesting. The common theme here I'm noticing is just the work ethic. It sounds like you got it from your dad. And that's uh, kind of how we got connected was Kenny thought we were similar in that way. Sure. For those who don't know, Kenny's our broker in charge at Carolina One, uh, who we both hang our license with. But were you, I guess, always entrepreneurial in spirit, just going to the... Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm eight years old watching my grandfather's car. He hands me five bucks and I give it back to him saying, oh, that's 20 bucks. And um, yeah, I mean, I, money was always on my mind. Money was, you know, people say money can't buy happiness. That's absolutely correct, but it sure does help. And um, 
health is most important, but money makes things a lot easier. And I've always been driven um, just to succeed. Um, you know, it's not about how many zeros I can put in my bank account. Um, I just like to see how far I can go and how high I can climb. That's just my mentality and the nature of how I conduct life, whether it be um, a realtor, you know, an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, a, a son, a friend. I want to be the best at everything I do. And um, I won't stop till I get there. And I'm never satisfied, always hungry. Um, but I'm humble, most important. Um, I realize whatever I have, whatever I've built, it can literally disappear overnight. And COVID taught me that. We, um, our luggage repair business, I, I always said before COVID, I always made a joke, Amazon can't take our business from us. Because if you're a retailer, small business retailer, you're competing with Amazon. You know, um, people come into your store, clothing store, look for a jacket. They're, they're in the store looking at the jacket and they're also on their phone looking on Amazon to see if it's any cheaper on Amazon. If it is, even by five bucks, they're going with Amazon. Um, shopping local, supporting small business really isn't important to people unless they own a small business. So I always used to say that COVID couldn't take our business, or excuse me, Amazon couldn't take our business, but COVID sure did. And, um, you know, thankfully, we were prepared financially to withstand the lack of work we were getting through COVID. It was 18 months. And I'll never forget August 7, 2021 is when our business got back on track. Um, but however, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, my bills were paid. My family was fed. You know, we were fine, but the money wasn't coming in. And um, I realized right there and then that you better be ready. Um, you can't prepare yourself for something like that. And um, I'll never go back there again, which is why I got into real estate. I had the time. Midnight. Family was sleeping. I was watching Million Dollar Listing, <laughs> as you can imagine. And uh, I said, I'm going to get my real estate license. Um, four weeks, I was already at home after COVID hit. Felt sorry for myself. Why me? Why did this happen? You know, when's it going to go away? Uh, it's not fair. Four weeks. I was home with my family. It was great. I enjoyed the free time I had. I didn't have it. I, I worked six days a week, 12-hour days. I was, I was burned out. Just like you said in your YouTube video, I was burned out. Um, but the money was so good that it was worth working six days a week. My friends were golfing on Saturdays and I'm at work, but I was making that money. Um, midnight, four weeks, feeling sorry for myself at home. I said, I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to start making some real money. And um, I signed out right there and then midnight. Uh, it was a virtual class. I had to, we had to do 90 hours. As you discussed in one of your YouTube videos, it's 60 hour learning course and then 30 hour ethics course. I did all 90 hours in 13 days. I, um, I like to exercise as well. And so I'd go on jogs, my pushing my baby boy in the stroller. I'd have the iPad on the stroller and headphones in. I'm running an hour, two hours every morning, listening to my online classes. Family goes to bed. I'm listening. I just wanted to get through that. That 90 hours was standing between me and some real money. And, um, and I'll get to that later. That money, it, it's not waiting for you when you get that license. You, you know, it's uh, quite a process. And I was shell-shocked by it. I didn't realize how difficult it was to generate some money once I had my real estate license. But um, I'm learning. I'm always learning every day. And I surrounded myself by people who are very good at it. And I saw how they did things and why they did certain things. And, you know, people kept talking about your sphere of influence. Well, of course, my grandmother, my aunt, my mom, she, they all know I have my real estate license. But their neighbors did and their friends didn't the people they talked to the people they interact with didn't. And that's, that's where that became important. Had I not listened to some people in the industry that have been doing this a very long time, I wouldn't have known. And my very first client was part of my sphere of influence. And 
it's a very small transaction. It was a hundred ninety thousand dollar condo, and I thought to myself, man, I'm 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 better than this. I'm a million dollar house type person, but you know, every restaurant owner washes dishes first, and um, I realized that, and I learned that, and that one condo. Apparently, they knew a lot of people that needed a realtor, and I ended up getting three, four, five transactions within a matter of 30 to 60 days after that one condo and just started snowballing from there. But, I mean, work ethic, you just got to do it. Just put your head down and do it. Never get comfortable. Never get complacent. Just stay hungry. Stay on your toes. Never get comfortable. I'm, I'm uncomfortable every day. I'm always uncomfortable. It's never enough. Um, I mean, my family's my why. I'll never tell them no. I'll never explain to them why we couldn't do something, why we couldn't buy something. I'm My foot is on that gas and I'm never letting go. That's the way I look at it. There are so many good things to unpack there. So many good things. But one thing I want to touch on first for people who want to get into real estate. Yeah. Like you mentioned, 90 hours or whatever, however many hours in your specific state, they teach you the basics, but they don't teach you how to get leads and build a business. Correct. So- you're from Charleston. You had connections in this area. Someone like me, I didn't know anyone coming into it. So what would you recommend to, I guess, any new real estate agent after they finish their courses? Absolutely. Um, honestly, they teach you to cold call and follow up on leads and, and sure, as you should, but that's very deflating. You make a thousand phone calls, you're lucky to get one yes. And I mean, that that's going to really ruin your day. Um, and, and I did it. Don't get me wrong, but the way I started generating business is going places. You go to the gym, um, you know, my kids soccer practice, you just start to talk to people, communicate with people. That's how you really generate business from your job, um, from an extracurricular activity. That's where it's at. And once people get to know you and like you, they're going to call you or if they don't need you, they'll tell their neighbor or their friend about you. And, you know, I am now I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, Next month, I'll be approaching one year in real estate, but my phone is actually ringing almost daily now with people who need a realtor. And, you know, I never thought I'd see this day. I always thought that I was climbing out of this hole. Like I have a transaction. I run out. How do I get my next client? I'm calling. I'm always calling, following up, communicating with people. But now it's starting to turn. Now they're calling me, communicating with me, looking for me, and I'm not looking for them. And, um, don't get me wrong. I'm still reaching out to people looking for them, but now my phone is ringing and it's such a gratifying and satisfying feeling. And the job's not done. Your phone can ring. You can show a million houses until you get to that closing table. It's never a done deal. And um, just communicate with people. That, that's, that's how you succeed in this business. You communicate, you're honest, hardworking. You need to prove to people why you're the right person for them. Um, don't think that in a seller's market, you're just going to put a sign in the yard and wait for the offers to roll in because that's not going to happen. Um, you may get lucky. You may get a gem that has multiple offers off the rip. Sure. Congratulations. Good for you. But it's not like that. Not even in the seller's market. Um, my first year, I've had some crazy listings, some fixer uppers. My clients wanted to overprice a listing and I felt inclined to do it. And I did it. And it wasn't moving. 30 days later, I'm nervous. I'm, you know, worry. Thankfully, everything closed. I sold all my listings, but it's not as easy as it seems. And you, just, you need to learn, listen, pay attention. And that's how you succeed in this business. And how much volume have you done so far in your first year? 
15 transactions thus far, um, $6 million in sales. My average listing or sales transaction for that matter was upper 300,000. Um, you know, naturally when you get into real estate, you're like, I want that $10 million listing. And I do, and I will have it. Don't get me wrong. I guarantee you I'll have it. I just don't know when I'll have it, but, um, it doesn't work that way. Like I said, my first transaction was $190,000 and you spoke in your YouTube video that I watched before our meeting, uh, about the brokerage and the commission splits. And, you know, people think, oh, you're getting 300 or uh, excuse me, 3% of 300,000, you know, you're making big money, but there's expenses. You got to pay your brokerage. You got to pay your licensing fees, uh, all your marketing tools, you know, that 3% trickles very quickly. And uh, my very first commission check, I, I, I straight up, I went to our broker um, and I said, where's the rest of it? And uh, honest to God, I had no idea. I knew I signed the contract, the paperwork. They explained it to me, but I didn't listen. I just saw money on my mind. I said, where's the rest of it? And um, they explained to me and, and I understood it. And I wasn't upset. I just, I was misinformed and uh, more so misunderstood. And I said, okay, so I need to sell X amount to make more commission percentage. And they said, yes, you do. I said, okay, no problem. And that was my goal. It wasn't six, six figures initially. Yes, I sat down in the broker's office and said, I want to, what do you want to do this year? I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. And you know, they smirked, you know, they looked at me, I'm sure they believed me. Um, and I, I, you know, I'll let them speak for themselves, but they probably thought, I mean, you have no idea what you're getting into. And I didn't know what I got into, but I know what my goal was. And, um, I was ready, man. When, when I gave up all that percentage on my first commission check, I I don't want to do that again. And, um, just kept selling, selling, selling until I got out of that. And, um, Sky's the limit. I will have that million dollar listing. That's my goal. 2022. I'd like to have multiple million dollar transactions. Yeah, man, I'm sure you'll get that. Thank you. But that's a great, that's a great point for a lot of new real estate agents or people that don't really know about the business is they nickel and dime you for everything. MLS fees, century lock fees. They add up. It's expensive, man. I was like 1500 in the hole before I even had my first check. And, um, I didn't realize that real estate class was $700. Uh, take your test, get your fingerprints, all that. I, uh, I didn't know. Um, yeah. now I know. And a lot of people didn't know, but it's expensive to be a realtor, especially if you're not doing any business, you're paying all that money and there's nothing coming in. But once you get it, it's all worth it. Never look back. That is what I'm learning. It's uh, I've had, I feel like dude, every time I talk to you, I feel like I've had a listing and then the next day it falls through. I've had that happen like four or five times already. And, um, just resiliency in this business as I'm learning. I always heard that you need to be resilient, but oh my God, when that fourth and fifth listing falls through, you're just done. Deflated. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about, Zach. Um, haven't known you very long, but I know, I know you, the kind of person you are. You are who I am. And as a matter of fact, at your age, I was nowhere near as advanced with a business mind as you are. So I have no doubt you're going to crush it. It's just a matter of time. And when you get there, you, you're going to go hundred miles an hour, man. And you're going to be, I mean, I just have no doubt. And I don't just say that, man. I, um, I know a lot of people, Zach, that, um, they're content and great people, awesome friends, excellent family, men, women. Um, but they're content. They know they're nine to five. They have beautiful homes, beautiful family, nice cars, they work nine to five. That's it. Um, they don't teach you that in school. I, I know you just sold your Tesla and um, I'm a big Elon Musk fan. Um, 
I think he's brilliant, but I read a quote. What he said is in school, they need to teach you how to become a millionaire in your 20s as opposed to retire in your 60s. And that couldn't be more true. They don't teach you this stuff in school. They teach you unnecessary mathematical formulas, um, chemistry, biology. And that's all great if that's what you're going to do in your professional field. But what they need to teach you is how to maintain your credit score, how to maintain your savings, how to start a, a Roth IRA early, fresh out of high school, how to try to go to college with a scholarship and not have student loans. They don't teach you stuff like this. They teach you stuff that you probably don't need to know. And um, I was fortunate enough and, and you and I are very similar because I see it in you. My father, my father taught me a lot when it comes to get your credit score up, son, don't, don't have any, you know, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Don't have any credit card debt. I guarantee your father told you the same thing growing up. Um, you mentioned that you had a bar mitzvah. I did as well when I was 13. My family, they are Russian Jewish immigrants that left the former Soviet Union. They escaped the communist country because they couldn't practice their religion or their beliefs. They literally escaped. They had to pretend that they were going to Italy. They got to Italy and they came to New York and then finally settled in Charleston, but they had nothing, um, literally nothing. They moved to Charleston with 50 bucks to their name and, you know, McDonald's to them is where they spent their anniversary dinners. Like I couldn't even imagine. But, uh, but the point of this is don't sell yourself short, no matter what you do for a living. I don't care if you're a lawyer or if you're on the back of a garbage truck every day, don't sell yourself short, still do what you're doing, but find another way to make money while you're in that suit at your desk practicing law or on the back of that trash truck or sitting behind a cash register at a convenience store, what have you find a way to make more money, whether it's hundred bucks a week or a thousand bucks a week, it's there for you. You just got to go grab it. Um, people don't know that. It, especially nowadays, things are so much more accessible. All the information we have, you, you got kids younger than me making hundred thousand dollars a month. Crypto. TikTok. Yeah. Crypto as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just out there for you to go get it. And that begs the question, two questions with this one, yeah. I talked about it in my, vi my video this week, struggling with being motivated, but not happy and kind of balancing the two and reaching a point of contentment and you being already very successful, multiple six figure businesses. What is one, your goals for the year with real estate and your luggage repair company and two, just, you know, financially, where do you want to be going? What do you want to be doing? Absolutely. Great question. Um, I do have my real estate goals. I have it down to a team. I want to make a thousand dollars a day. So that's $365,000 a year. Very close to the number that you had in your, uh, in your YouTube video. So uh, real estate, 365 K a day and my luggage repair business the money's there. That's not my goal. My goal is I like to become Samsonite's exclusive repair center for the entire country. So if you live in California, Oregon, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, I want to be fixing your suitcase. That's my goal. I want to grow. And um, I'm making my way there. We, um, you know, logistically, it's, t it's difficult. However, our turnaround time, which I may add, is typically 24 hours on a repair. We, we get it in. We get it out the same day it makes up for the logistics of the three, four five business day transit times each way. Um, financially, I mean, naturally, man, I'm trying to make a million bucks. 
who doesn't, who doesn't want to do? Um, if I don't set that goal, then I'll never try that hard. Um, and you know, it, it's funny, a million dollars sounds like a lot of money and it is, it's life changing money, but I can see it. I can, I can obtain it. I will obtain it. Um, and I'll do whatever is necessary to obtain it. And, um, I'm not scared to work. I, um, I worked a 10 hour day yesterday at the luggage shop, got home, ate dinner with my family, changed my clothes, kissed my kids and my wife goodbye. And I drove 55 minutes to a few showings, um, for some clients, got home about eight 30 last night, went to bed, woke up, did it all over again. So I'm not, I'm not scared to work. Um, you give me the tools and I'll make the most of it, but Jack, I'm trying to make a million bucks. That's my goal. Two business dollars in a year. Yes, have you ever read the book, uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent? I have not. Okay. He kind of breaks that down as well. But you're in an interesting spot because you have multiple businesses. You already got to six figures in real estate. And I'm curious, are you planning on investing in you know, rental properties or anything like yep. that? So that was your, uh, your part two of your question. Um, yes, I am. And uh, more specifically where your parents are laying roots here in Charleston, Seabrook Island. That's, uh, I love Seabrook. It's, um, I, I just love everything about it. So yeah, my wife and I would love to purchase a vacation rental in Seabrook. Nothing spectacular, nothing special, but something that generates income and allows us more access to the island. And yeah, by the end of the year, I would like to have an investment property out at Seabrook Island. That's that's great to know. I came across someone today um, who's looking to sell on Seabrook. So I'm going to send their information your way. Yeah, um, please do. I actually I have clients trying to buy out of Seabrook as well and that are not me. So um, please do. But yeah, I would love any information you have. Uh, I'm an avid golfer. I, golf is my passion besides my family. My family is everything to me. Um, I could give everything up for my family and I would do it in a heartbeat and never resent myself. Um, but golf, I love golf in my spare time. That's, that's my me time. And, um, Seabrook Island, people don't know about it. They hear Kiowa, wild dunes, beautiful golf courses. Don't get me wrong, but Seabrook Island tops all of those 10 times over. Yeah, man. Seabrook is interesting. My parents are coming. I'm not sure if you saw my Instagram, but they canceled the Charleston marathon. I, well, I knew that I, I did. I did see your Instagram and I knew they canceled the marathon as well. Yeah. My parents are still going to be coming down. We're going to be checking on their place on Seabrook, but people don't know about it. Like everyone knows Kiowa because of PGA, but Seabrook is on the rise. Yes, sir. It is. And um, that's what makes it so special. It's quiet and quaint and um, not as commercial as Kiowa. Kiowa is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Kiowa is paradise. But uh, Seabrook is um, it's a secret and um, the only people that know about it and they know why it's a secret. And I, I love Seabrook. It's and I'll be there on Sunday hitting the links. Yeah. Well, knowing you and knowing you at this point, we've talked about it before. You know, money's a big motivator for you. It's one of the biggest. Absolutely. Where does social media and content creation play into that in 2022? Oh. That's uh, it's funny you say that it's going to be huge. I, um, I did all of my real estate last year and I, I made a point to do it this way. No social media, zero advertising. Uh, nobody, nobody knew on social media that I was in the real estate industry. My wife had posted a statistic of mine. I, I finished one month in the office at the top of the sales volume. So my wife felt inclined and I, I thank her for it every day for posting that on social media. And 
the response I got from people, I didn't know you're in real estate. That's phenomenal. That's great. Good for you. Why are you doing it? And um, it just blew up. So yeah, 2022, I'm blitzing. I'm coming in hot. I'm um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. I'm coming. YouTube channel, it's coming. Um, all out blitz. I'm, I'm all in and I'm gonna blow up social media and try to generate business. I'm, you know, my goal, honestly, Zach, is to get so busy to where I can't handle everything. And um, like you mentioned, referrals. Yeah, I would love to make one simple phone call, refer it, and collect that check later down the road. Um, but that's my goal. Yeah. Well, hey, feel free to send referrals. This my way. You know but, it. You're my yeah. guy. We got that open house on Sunday. Um, yep. I, several agents reach out. Hey, I'm available. I'm available. But you're my guy. I told you that from day one. I'm back. You know, I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Um, I say what I do and I do what I say. And um, that's very important to me. And, uh, you know, my father taught me that, you know, your word is everything. And I told you from day one, you're my guy, Zach, you're, you're going to be my guy until you're not. So mm. I'll always call you no matter who calls me. Well, I do appreciate that. And, uh, Everything you said, you sound extremely similar to Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know who I that mean, is. You don't know Gary V? I may. I had to see a photo, a picture. Um, yeah, I mean, case of the name. Let's see here. Let's see what. Yeah, Gary so Gary V is like a, a social media media guru, entrepreneur. He made makes probably like a hundred million a year. I, I and, see. Uh, from Belarus. So yeah, I mean, we've got similar roots. My family's from Ukraine. Um, yeah, yeah, similar roots and an unreal work ethic. Unreal. I'm not scared, man. I don't, I love work. Um, you said earlier, you work smart. I work smart too. Uh, my father and I, we're, we're very different. He works hard. I work smart. He lives to work. I work to live, but we get the same amount done and uh, we work together. We're a great team. We complement each other very well. My sister works with us as well in the luggage industry. She's a huge asset. Ever since she came on board, our business skyrocketed. Just to have another set of hands on there and a, and a mind that thinks, you know, I I love Mark Cuban. I do. Um, naturally, everybody watched Shark Tank. Everybody wants to be like him, wealthy, you know. Um, but he always says the same thing over and over. And, and I'm not going to, you know, get it verbatim, but essentially it's the idea of surround yourself around people that know what you don't know, because the moment you pretend to know everything, you're going to fail. You're, you know, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to make a mistake and it's okay to fail and make a mistake. Everybody does. You just get back up and do it again. But point of that is surround yourself around people that know what you don't know. And, you know, my father knows a lot that I don't know. My sister knows a lot that I don't know. And, that's why our business is so successful because we listen to each other and we let each other run the show. Uh, we all have our own uh, jobs there, so to speak. We have our own roles and um, we, that's just, we're the dream team. Well, respect, because I think I've mentioned it before. <laughs> my sister and I, my parent, my, my family and I could not work together. Absolutely no shot. Uh, we're very different in that way. So I don't know how you guys do it. Never know, man. Um, never say never. It's, uh, you know, my father's my best friend. So I'm fortunate. You know, we get into it. Don't get me wrong. It's tough, man. Business and family, sometimes very difficult. But I get to see my best friend every day at work. And uh, I still learn from him every day. Just the way he just conducts himself, man, I'm still in awe. And um, I'm 36 years old. And, you know, my my dad is still my hero. 
And um, I think that has a lot to do with family is everything to me. Family is most important. That's how I was raised and that's how I raised my children. And my wife and I have the same values and family is everything. Nothing else matters. Friends come and go. You know, the older you get, I mean, you mentioned it. You came to Charleston. You didn't know anybody or, or that many people for that matter. And that's OK. You were out of your comfort zone. That's when you thrive the most. But the older you get. Quantity doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred friends or a thousand friends. It's all about quality. I'll take one quality friend over a hundred people that know me any day of the week. And um, my friends know they got all of me all the time. I'll do whatever I got to do for them. And I know the same out of them. And it's just support system. Support system is what helps you thrive. You can't do it by yourself. You think you can, you can't do it by yourself. And um, you don't know until you need them. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's beautiful. The fact that one, you get to see your dad every day and two, that he's still your hero. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're not a kid anymore, obviously. Oh man. I, uh, just, just being a dad. Uh, I mean, I think that's the most important thing he's taught me is how to love your children. Um, no matter what I, um, you know, I was a teenager. I was a follower. I had my issues, but my father never stopped loving me. And, you know, my kids two and five years old, they can't do any wrong in my eyes, but, my dad just taught me how to be a dad. And that's, that's, that's the most gratifying job I have. That is the most successful thing I've ever done is become a father and um, nothing else matters. Closing falls through listing it, listing appointment didn't go well. I come home to my family, my wife and children. None of that matters anymore. So that's an interesting question. Most of my viewers, I would guess are around my age, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, but for you, what was the transition like? Just like having this young man's energy, this young man's work ethic into fatherhood and having these big responsibilities. It was scary, Zach. Um, man, I mean, I used to, even when my wife and I were first married, I was still a very selfish person. I was a me guy. It was all about me. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I, I treat her right and, you know, took care of my wife. But when you start having children, Zach, there's people that literally rely on you to survive. It's not uh, it's not a pet, you know, where you, you go take them to a boarding kennel and not worry about it. I mean, I literally have human beings relying on me to survive. So it was the scariest thing in the world. And to be honest, uh, my daughter, she's five now. When we first became parents, I didn't know what to do or how to do it. I thought I was going to break her holding her. My wife taught me everything. Um I just went with the flow. I um, just kind of learned from my wife. I got better and better. Um, my wife went to a destination wedding and um, I had my daughter by myself for four or five days. I was mortified, um, but I made it. I made it. She, she ate, she slept, she was clean, she was happy. So um, after getting through that, my confidence level started to rise and practice makes perfect. You just, you know, you just get better at it, but just never stop loving them. That, that's that transition, that love that you have for your children. There's nothing like it. Um, but I was scared, Zach. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought I was in over my head and um, kind of like real estate. I'm in over my head. I don't, I don't know how to make money. I don't know what to do. But then once you start doing it, it just get better and better at it and practice and you know, when I communicate with clients and we talk about a contract or I explain to them how much commission they're going to pay me for their listing, it's always an uncomfortable conversation, but I get better and better at it every, every listing, every transaction, and it just starts to become natural. And if you're confident in your delivery, then the people listening to you will really buy in and believe in what you have to say. 
Yeah, that's what I'm learning too. It's got to be one of the most uncomfortable conversations. Oh my is goodness, absolutely. Yeah, getting them to sign a, a, an agreement. Pick me. You can't go see houses with anyone else. You know, it's a very uncomfortable conversation. But um, if you deliver it correctly, then they won't even blink an eye. They'll sign on that dotted line, and we go house shopping. Yeah, and I'm. I met your wife at the Christmas party. Yes. And uh, she seems very similar to you. Like, obviously, you guys are different, but you have the same kind of spirit. She's we in, do. she, she's doing glamping. Is that right? Yes. So uh, she essentially categorizes her business uh, an event company for children's birthday parties, which, if I may add, is an absolute hit. I mean, she's booked every single weekend. Um, but essentially, and she created this business from scratch all by herself. She's the most creative person I've ever met. Um, she pretty much sets up children's birthday parties, sleepovers, um, anywhere from four to 10 children. Uh, they're themed. So you can have a princess theme, a video game theme, a carnival theme, you know, whatever you want. Um, outdoor camping theme. And uh, she decorates and breaks it all down. And the parents, they don't have to do anything except pick up the phone, call my wife and pay her and she'll take care of the rest. And it is the easiest process. You know, when you have children, you struggle with where we're going to have the birthday party. How much is that going to cost? We got to get this. We got to get that. It's actually very stressful. I, and I didn't know that until I became a parent. Um, naturally, I let my wife handle all that. And I just nod my head, say yes, and tell me when and where I need to be and I'll be there. But um, her business is booming. And uh, we are very similar. but We're also very different. Uh, my wife is very calm, cool, collected. You would know I'm the opposite. Um I'm a micromanager. I've OCD. It's got to be done perfectly. And um, she is literally my better half. She is everything I'm not and helps me become who I am. And I'm a better person because of her. Yeah, she's got a great social media account. I can tell you that. She's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when, when we hop off of this, definitely send me, uh, I guess, her website so I can link it in the description. Yeah, absolutely. Happy little glampers of the low country. And yeah, I will send it to you. But I mean, her, she's getting new themes every other month. Um, I mean, she's just, she's rock star, rocking it out. I'm trying to get her to get a real estate license and take all that energy into real estate. We become the dream team, but she's busy right now. Mm. Yeah, I think you guys would be a great team. And uh, when we met at the Christmas party, I'm remembering bits and pieces because I was drinking a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, that's a story in itself for another time off air. But I know you guys were talking about going into uh, social media together as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because- she's, a, she's a big advocate on uh, me growing my real estate business through social media. Like I said, I on purpose last year, I didn't do an ounce of advertising on social media. And um, she knows the power of social media. And um, she knows all about that. I don't. I um, All I know about social media is how to post pictures of my children. Um, and see when people's birthdays are. That, that's what I use social media for. Um, but I'm learning. My wife's teaching me very, very important techniques to social media and how to be successful in social media, how to get noticed and seen and what people like and and how, I mean, TikTok, it's unreal. You mentioned it earlier. People are generating a ton of income off TikTok simply by the amount of views you're getting on some really cool content some really silly content, but nonetheless, they're making money. So it's cool content in my eyes. Um, But yeah, my wife teaches me all of that. And my real estate, social media, it's coming. It's going to come in hot. And um, 
Yeah. So one thing I will say is that when you start doing the social media, they try to put you in a box, but you're similar to me in that way of you have multiple interests. It's not just real estate. You have your other business and you're big into motivation as well. You know, work ethic mindset. Would your content be more related to that or just real estate or like a hybrid? It's a great question. Um, it's I'd like it to be everything. Um, I want I don't want people to relate to me as a real estate agent. I want people to relate to me as a, as a father, a husband, a friend, just just a man just trying to make it. Um, I want people to follow my real estate career. Absolutely. I want them to follow me going to the zoo with the kids on a Sunday. I want them to follow me going to the gym. Um, you're an avid workout guru, if you will. Um, you're pretty hardcore into it, which is great. I am as well. Um, I go to the gym just about every morning. I, I don't run. So marathons and all that. No, not my style. I don't even like to drive as far as you run, Zach. But um, I'm down to do some cardio. I'll get on that Peloton or, you know, I'll, I'll jog with my baby boy in the stroller. But um, long distance running is not my thing. But um, yeah, I'd like my social media to follow me all together, the whole package, even my luggage industry. I want them to follow me going to work at eight o'clock in the morning. And, you know, um, I just, I think it's so important that people know that they can do whatever they want. You know, you grow up and people say you can be whatever you want. You're like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, whatever. But you can. The only person standing in your way is the person you're looking at in the mirror. And, um, you know, nobody will ever slow me down and I feel bad for whoever's in my way. Cause I'm, I'm a small guy, but I'm gonna run him over. Um, I'm gonna get to where I want to go and nothing will stop me. And I'm a firm believer in that. And you can't tell me otherwise, that's just more fuel to the fire. Well, it's, this is a phenomenal talk because I'm working out after this and I'm ready to run through a wall. Listen, you go. You do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it, man. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fit guy, but I signed up to do this little 12 week course because I wanted a six pack and um, I like to eat. So I'll probably never do that again. That's just not sustainable. The diet that I had to do to maintain. And, you know, I ended up with an eight pack, not a six pack, which is kind of cool. But man, I was hungry when I was done with that 12 week program and um, I still work out, but I can't diet like that. I like food too much. But the point of that is, I just want to see if I could do it. And I did it. And um, I did every bit of it. And um, I do highly recommend it. Anybody that wants to do it, my boys at Charleston Kettlebell Club, they run a 12-week program called A12. And phenomenal, phenomenal program, man. You want to build some muscle and shred and get jacked, this is the program for you. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. With the marathon being canceled, I'm trying to eye something new, like a new challenge. I mean, I'll probably run a marathon. Um I might honestly do it on the same day, just unofficially, like without right everyone here, else man. there. Yes, sir. You should. Yeah. Cause if my parents are going to fly out, I'll run for like three and a half, four hours and get the 26.2 in. Yeah. yeah. That's uh man. I don't even like to drive 26 miles, man. I, <laughs> I drove a hundred miles last night round trip, man, 50 each way. And I was burnt out. I um, could imagine running a portion of that. Uh, well, I think I mentioned it to you before, but David Goggins. Um, oh, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Master motivator, man. Um, he makes yeah. me want to run a marathon. I won't do it, but um, I like him. And yeah, I, I do know. I, I know you're a, a huge fan of his. Yeah. And I'm, I'm genuinely wondering, it seems like you've always been this guy, you know, entrepreneur, hardworking, great mentality. 
you start out that way. For me personally, I was that way growing up and then I kind of lost it for a few years. But for you, was it always consistent? Did you ever divert? Not at all. It was not consistent by any means, Zach. I um, I had a period of my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I um, go back to that friendship, that quality over quantity. I, I was a quantity guy. I wanted you know to be liked by everyone, so I became a follower. I um, I got lost in my ways as well. I you know I had fun, had friends, I was likable, and that's great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but successful I was not and um, my priorities began to change as I got older and I started seeing people around me who I didn't see them anymore and I was wondering well what happened to them you know we were going out having fun doing this and come to find out they they, they were working they were making money they were making a career they were you know their priorities changed and I looked in the mirror one day and I said well I think my priorities need to change and that was just a switch that's how I operate this is switch said, all right, my priorities need to change too. And um, never looked back. So uh, what age was that at? Zach, I was about your age, man. Um, I was uh, mid-20s. Mid-20s, man. I was um, from college to my mid-20s. I was having fun, partying, living my best life. And don't get me wrong, I needed all that. I needed those experiences to get to where I am now. That was very important. I needed, I needed that. Um, but I would say to my mid twenties, uh, around 24, 25, that switch came on and I went to work. Um, still had a little bit of fun. You know, I, I it wasn't cold Turkey, but now it's, and, and I have fun now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a boring man that just goes to work all the time. I love to have fun. My wife loves to travel. So, um, and I, as do I, don't get me wrong. She plans all our trips and I love it. That's what's important to me. Family time. Um, I love my friends. I don't see them often and I'm okay with that. Um, we talk, we golf, which is great, but, uh, mid twenties, that switch came on and I never looked back. Mid twenties. Yeah. Mine happened around like 22, 23. It's, uh, for me, alcohol, drugs, the whole party scene in college, it kind of takes away from your drive. You kind of lose sight of the big picture, you know? Absolutely. And um, as cliche as it sounds, you got to get lost to find your way. And Zach, I got lost. I got very lost. And um, I found my way and best road I've gone down. Yeah, man. That's it's crazy. I mean, seeing it nowadays, you went to uh, South Carolina, right? University of South Carolina. Yes, sir. USC. So another big party school. Were you in an like a fraternity or party scene? No, I, I, I started to be in a fraternity. I started the whole rushing experience and um, it wasn't for me. I structure wasn't my thing. Being somewhere where I was supposed to be wasn't for me. Taking directions from people my age, the whole rush scene, that wasn't for me. So that was a very brief um, attempt at being part of a fraternity. Um, so no, I, I was not officially part of one and I'm glad I wasn't that um, that's not who I am. That was that fed more into being a follower, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong. If you were in one or anybody else was one, you know, it's a brotherhood. I can respect that. It just wasn't my cup of tea. That's fair. And then you move right back to Charleston after the fact, right? It, absolutely. I actually I came to Charleston every weekend anyways, just about um, I mean, it was a quick drive home hour and some change. But yes, I came back to Charleston right away. Um 
it was either law school or figure out what you're going to do. And I ended up going to the family business, fixing shoes. I was polishing shoes and fixing suitcases and very unattractive industry. Hands were dirty. I was tired. Um, but I was, you know, even though I worked for my family, I essentially worked for myself and, you know, that's the greatest satisfaction working for yourself, make all your hard work is going to your pockets and not somebody else's. And have you ever done like a W2 traditional job, nine to five type role? I mean, I've worked in restaurants through college. I, my senior year in high school, I was changing oil and tires, which was really cool experience, by the way. Um, Yes, I have. I've food and bev. Um, I worked at a jewelry store in college. I have. That's none of that's for me. I um, just wasn't for me. I got to work for myself. Very important. And um, yeah. I highly recommend to anybody and everybody work for yourself if you can. Well, that's becoming a big movement. I'm not sure if you read about that, but the great resignation is what they're calling this time. Everyone's resigning from their jobs. I mean, I was part of that. I had the whole nine to five with a Fortune 500 company. Have I ever told you the story about that or no? You did tell me about that. You were in marketing, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Sales. Sales. Yeah, yeah. So I did uh, like account management. Okay. But um, For a marketing company. For tobacco company. That's right. Tobacco. Yeah, big big tobacco and alcohol. You know, just doing the Lord's work. But I had... uh, a very strict boss, I guess you could say. And um, it spurred me to take action because I couldn't work for anybody else. And there are so many people who should be entrepreneurs who are just grinding out the nine to five and putting money in the boss's pocket. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're trying to climb that ladder, climb that ladder. If your goal is to take over, then, you know, go for it because most CEOs of a company, they work their way up there. They, you know, they didn't wake up one day and it was just sitting in their lap. You know, you can inherit it and, and you know, family business, so be it. But uh, a lot of people work their way to the top. And tell you right now, if I ever did, which I won't, I'm past that. But if I ever did work in a Fortune 500 company or whatnot, you better believe that every day I'm going to work and I'm trying to take the president's job one day. But, you know, CEO, that's that's why I'm going to work and, you know, I'll let it be known that I'm coming for your job respectfully. Of course, you, you know, you got to respect, but I think most people would respect that and appreciate the fact that I'm coming there trying to grow and better myself. But yeah, if, if I worked for a large corporation like that, I'm, I'm coming for the top job. No, I respect That'd that. Just cool. the common theme of your life, you know, you're going for what you want and you're not afraid to tell people what it is that you want that you're about to go take. Absolutely. I'm not. And I believe I can take it. Um, I believe everything. Um, that's just, just how I live my life. Um, you know, I mean, it, no matter what, I, I can get it if I want it. I don't believe in the word. No, there's just a way of how to how am I going to get it? How am I going to approach it? Um, these million dollar properties, I'll get them. I have no doubt. I don't surround myself around those people. So at this moment, I won't get it. But I'm going to meet that one person where I will get it and um, they'll tell their friends and, and so forth. And I'm going to yeah. have it. Yeah. So what is your current strategy for getting those big dollar listings a million dollars? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, actually I golf with a very prominent builder in Kiowa who has relationships with people with money. And um, 
I'd like to think that he's fairly fond of me. I, um, I let him beat me at golf. Um, first and foremost, he's a good man. He's a good golfer, but, um, just surrounding myself around him, you know, the people you surround yourself around that dictates a lot of what you do. I have a lot of my friends, man, that they're like me. They, um, they're hungry. They're, they're driven. And that has furthered my career and my goals and my success is the people I hang around. But my goal to get those listings is just to stay present, let people know what I do, how I do it. And eventually those million dollar listings or those buyers with million dollar homes in mind will find me and, um, will hire me. Yeah. That's a great mindset to have. And the fact of being present, given how much you do, how driven you are, how hard you work, do you remain present or is that something you struggle with? I remain present. Um, yes. And that's a great question. I, um, I have two full-time careers. I, um, you know, I have my luggage industry and my real estate and real estate used to be a, a side gig, but I'm so busy. It's full-time. I remain present in both. Um, you know, for an example today, as a matter of fact, today's a great example. I busy, busy day at the luggage shop. Uh, we had 200 suitcases come into us in the last 24 hours for repairs, which is phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, although my goal one day is to have 2000 come in one day. So it's, nice. uh, it's going to be tough, but um, I'll get there. Um, back to that busy day at the luggage shop. Had three different buyers reach out to me today looking first time, first communication. My phone rang. I want this. I want that. I want that. Well, instead of saying, yeah, okay, no problem. I'll look when I get home tonight. I didn't. I took one hour break from my luggage shop. You know, it, it's rolling. My family's got it going and I'm there. I'm at my desk. I start sending all three of them listings and this and that and Next thing you know, it 45 minutes later, we've got showing set up for this afternoon. And I was able to show three different properties to three different clients um, this afternoon after my luggage job. I left a couple hours early. And so, yeah, I remain present, especially in real estate. There's 7,500 of us. So, um, you know, if I don't answer my phone or if I can't go to a showing, they're going to call someone else. So I make sure I'm present. So, yes, with two jobs, two careers, I'm present. How do I do it? My supporting cast at home. My wife holds it down, has the children, brings me a change of clothes. If I need something, you know, change for showings, brings me dinner for the road um, at my luggage job. My sister, my dad, they hold it down. They cover me when I need. Um, but I'm, I'm I remain present. You must. And if you can't, then your quality goes down and I'll never let my quality go down. If my quality goes down, then I need a reestablish my game plan and figure out another way to do it. I will never let my quality go down. I want to be the best at everything I do. And it's just my mindset. That's pretty honestly, it's one of your biggest achievements from a third party perspective, because being present is something that I feel like, especially today with social media and how much dopamine we get consistently being present is so difficult to do, let alone when you're doing what you do. So like I mentioned in my last video, it's something I really need to cultivate. Do you, are you like that naturally or do you have like techniques? What are you doing? Natural. It's just, it's just second nature, man. I, um, I'll, it's just how I do it. I'm, you know, my phone, I get a text message. I respond immediately. That's just me. That's always been me even before real estate. So like when I text somebody, for example, and they don't text me back for a couple of days, I just don't understand. 
I just don't get it. Like, why would you take two days to text me back? Sure, you might be busy, life going on. I get it. But if you text me, if you email me, look at my inbox right now. I have zero unread messages. I respond to emails like most people respond to text messages immediately. I, um, I don't put it off. I just do it now. It's just that's my mentality. That's actually my OCD. And um, I have that. I'm, I keep it intact. My wife keeps me, you know, on plane. But yes, I have obsessive compulsive disorder to some extent, uh, more so my organizational tactics, if you will. Um, but yeah, to stay present, I just I don't put anything off. Whatever I need to do, I do it right here, right now. I don't forget it. I don't do it later. I do it now. And that's just how I do it. Um, you know, I was at Disney World last year and I'm on a roller coaster with my daughter and I'm on the phone with a client talk, telling her about an offer we got on the house. I mean, it's right now, right here. You're going to get all of me all the time. I'm not going to slack. And if I slack, then I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. Well, hey, man, you are an actual workhorse and I respect it. And Thank you, you truly do inspire me. And I'm happy that Kenny was able to introduce us. Man, likewise. Absolutely. But I, you got to love what you do. You got to. You have to love what you do. I don't do it for the money. I'll be honest, Zach. I tell people all the time, if real estate was my only source of income, I don't think I could sleep at night. I'm grateful and thankful and blessed that I'm doing well. But to rely on getting a listing or closing on a home to feed my children or send them to school, couldn't do it. It's uh, scary. And I know a lot of people do. This is their only source of income and um, power to them. I'm rooting for you, for anybody who this is the only way you're making money. That's great. I couldn't do it. So I think not having that pressure makes me better, if that makes sense. Um, I don't feel any pressure. I am um, having fun. That's really how I can explain it having a blast. I love it, man. I've, I've had clients cry because they got the house of their dreams. I've had clients cry because they got 20K over the list. I've had, I mean, I call agents. They don't even answer their phone. They don't respond to my text. They don't respond to my email. I'm like, what in the world are you doing? How are you a realtor? I, I don't get it. I had clients, they wanted to buy a piece of land I called, email, and texted the listing agent for two weeks straight. Not one word. Ethically, I cannot call the owner of that property and say, hey, you know your agent's not responding. Otherwise, you'd already have the money in your account. So I can't. So we passed. We bought something else, and that's fine. But I don't get it. Answer your phone. Be there. Be on time. Be early. I'm early to everything. If I got a 7 o'clock meeting with you, I'm on at 6.50. Um, I would have been on sooner on this, but... I had to download Chrome to even um, access this video chat. I had Safari and it wasn't compatible, but just be present. Just have fun. Do it. People feel that energy. People, when you're having fun, they're having fun. This is their house shopping. This is supposed to be fun, not stressful. And it is stressful because you miss out on this home, miss out on that home, but you can't control it. Just have fun and be there. Answer your phone, answer their questions and do everything you can. Yeah, man, there's been so much good stuff for people to dissect, but I know you got to wrap up soon. You're obviously a very busy man. I told you about an hour, but a couple more questions for you. Yeah, man, shoot away. 
the future for you and your real estate business? Do you ever plan on having a team? I do. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I'm so glad you asked that. I, I plan on having a team. I plan on, I mean, a lot of team leaders, they, they, have teams so they can make money off other people without, I'm not saying they don't do anything, but you know, people on their team, team members, they're finding the listings, they're doing all the work and the team leader is just collecting a percentage of their commission. And that's fine and dandy. And I understand that's the reason that teams are formed and so forth, but I want to find people like me that can't really generate the clientele or what have you. I want to teach them everything I know. I want to motivate them. I want them to make as much money as possible. And I just want to have a team of people like myself and I want to be the dream team and I want to be well known and I want to grow, make people's dreams come true. My motto is I want to turn a house into a home because it's so true, man. And yeah, I want a team. That's, that's my long-term goal. I'm not ready for that. I am just about to enter my second year of real estate. So I certainly don't know everything. There are thousands of agents that are way better than me. I'm learning. I, um, our office, especially Zach, we've got some rock stars in there that um, I don't have to tell you about, but I watch them every day. I see their name on those emails every day. I mean, I, if, were you in the call this morning? Yeah. We had somebody with 14 sales last year. I did 15 in a whole year. Like, yeah. My man is crushing it. So I just want to, I just want to rub elbows with those people. That's, that's where I want to be. And I want a team behind me of people that I can motivate and drive them and motivate them to be the best that they can be. And success comes with that. Um, you got to believe in yourself. You got to be confident. Can't stutter your words. Can't look up for, you know, what am I going to say next? How am I going to answer? You just got to come with it. You just got to be ready. And, um, confident you must be not cocky i'm not cocky i um i understand everything i have can disappear tomorrow i completely understand that i'm so lucky and grateful and thankful for what i have today but man you know any any person that comes to me looking for a house i look in their eyes and say i'm gonna find you that house and if it's not for sale i'll go knock on doors on houses that aren't i will get you that house and i believe every bit of it and i've done it thus far and i intend to continue doing it. And I'd like to teach people how, how I do it and um, make them part of a team eventually. That's a great answer. I'm not, I figured you would kind of think that far out in terms of having a team. Would you want it to be like a small, small team? Would you ever consider opening a brokerage? I would not open a brokerage simply because my luggage business. So I'm family business. That's my legacy. I will never leave. I don't even care if, you know, I have the ultimatum, leave, do real estate, make $10 million a year. That's all fine and dandy. But my legacy, that's much more valuable than any dollar amount. So opening, opening a brokerage, most likely not, but I'll never say never. You never know where life takes you. Um, team, sure. How big it gets, it doesn't matter to me. Whether I have got one person on my team or 10 people on my team, I don't care. Quality over quantity every single time, man. I just want hungry go-getters. You don't have to be a people person. You don't have to be a salesperson, but you got to be willing to learn. You got to be hungry. You got to be willing to better yourself. And that's all, that's, that's all, all you need to get to where you want to go. That is great stuff, man. I'm very excited for you to get a, a YouTube channel 
And um, it's coming. I see your microphone. Actually, I don't see it today, but I saw it on your um, on your your YouTube 45 minute special that uh, I'm going to get you to send me the link to that. So I go order it because I heard you nice, loud and clear. I don't know if I sound echoey or not, but I'm I'm in my uh, my kids old playroom, which is now becoming my office. So my daughter calls it the plophis right now. Playroom office. Um, Hmm. But I'm, I'm transitioning to make this my full time office. I said, I just built a desk, put a chair in here. And I looked at my wife and said, I'm gonna make a million dollars in this chair. And she believes me. And that's what I love about her, man. She, uh, she's my greatest asset. She, um, I love it. So yeah, I'm gonna make a million bucks sitting in this chair right here. I have absolutely no doubt. Uh, so whenever that channel is made, let me know so I can throw it in the show notes here. Absolutely, man. Yeah. One last question. One last question for you. What is next for 2022? You mentioned your real estate business, luggage repair. What other goals do you have on the docket for the year? Motivate, Zach. I want to motivate people and I want to get paid to motivate people. I um, Income. Income is important. Multiple streams of income is important. I'll motivate you for free, but I, uh, I believe that I can be compensated to motivate people. So uh, my goal for 2022, on top of having a successful real estate business, my luggage repair business successful, I want to get paid to motivate people. I want to speak in front of crowds, whether it be kindergarten kids, I don't care, I'll do it for free, or college graduates, or, you know, Boeing employees, I don't care, but I want to motivate you because everybody has it in them. They just don't know that they do. And nobody has ever told them that they did. And I'm not trying to get you to quit your job and go do this or that. Just believe in yourself and be the best at whatever you do. And people don't hear that enough. They just, you know, they're given instructions and said, do this, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, do it quicker, do it, you know, and that's fine. You know, you have to produce a good product at whatever industry you work at or what have you. But in life, man, I mean, sky's the limit. People, you know, they look around and they see, oh, man, that's such a beautiful house. I wish I could live in that house. Well, you can't. You absolutely can. I don't care if you're working at Wendy's making 12 an hour or what have you. You can live in whatever house you want. You can drive whatever car you want. You just got to go and get it. And um, everybody can go and get it. I don't care what your educational level is, where you grew up, how much money's in your bank account. If you're hungry and you're willing to put in the work, then you can go get it. And um, I want to motivate because people need motivation. Yeah, man. Well, you've dominated the suitcase luggage industry. Thank you. Real estate, you've done the same. I'm sure social media will be no different. So. Yeah, man, I'm very excited. Do you have a timeline for when you're looking to get that going? The motivation, man, I'm already looking. I've already been reading about uh, how to become a paid motivational speaker. I um, I plan on in the next future, maybe in the next several weeks, um, probably first of February, middle of February, I'm going to start reaching out to, you know, I want to speak for free at first. I want to get good at it and um, start talking to schools or, you know, call a large business and say, Hey, can I talk to your trainees? Maybe even Carolina one, maybe even walk in a launch one day, which um, I don't know much about. I didn't have the time to take it, but uh, walk in there and just motivate people and let them know you can do it. You really can do it. Anybody can do it. I don't care who you are or, you know, everybody can do whatever they put their mind to. Yeah, man, that is I have no doubt. I'm sure that'll be uh, 
very soon. But in the meantime, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, especially with social media, if you have any questions about like streaming or anything, uh, don't hesitate to reach out because it can be a bit complex at first. Yep. It's um, I know. I think, you know, the biggest challenge is, you know, I'm sure you already know is how do I get people to watch my content, see my content? How do I reach out to people? But I guess, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. Um, it'll take time to get there, but I'll get there. And I have no doubt I'll get there. Um, I mean, that's another long-term goal. It's, it's far-fetched, but it's possible. And I want to get paid from my social media views or what have you. Um, who doesn't? So that's another goal that I have in my site. But, you know, to get good at one certain thing, you've got to master that and perfect that before I move on. That's very important to me is, I'm not juggling too much where I'm mediocre at everything. I want to be the best at what I do. And then I'll move on to my next venture and perfect that and just keep on going, man. Um, keep on going. Yeah, man. I have absolutely no doubt. Thank you. But yeah, for those who don't know anything about you, where can they find out more about you and your path? You see my name right down there, Daniel Sphere. Complicated name. Remember it. Find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Daniel sells charleston.com, my real estate, <laughs> uh, website. I'm going to get a new website though. Um, if you didn't know the relocation department, the referral department, you have to have your own website to get referrals from outside, uh, buyers and sellers or what have you. So I'll have a new website coming up. Um, but yeah, just nobody has my last name except my family. So find me, follow me. Call Zach for all your real estate needs. Um, you're in good hands with Zach, man. He's hungry. I just I can't wait to watch you just blow up because I know you will. Um, if I was half as talented as you at, at your age, I would be a millionaire. I already, I would be, you know, I would be on million dollar listing. I have no doubt if, when I was your age, if I was doing this. So um yeah, man, follow me for the journey. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. And you're going to be able to relate to me. I'm, I'm just a regular guy with a wife, two beautiful children, and I work hard. That's it. I, I play hard, but I work hard. Life's great. No complaints. I'm thankful for what I got. And um, never take it for granted because it can disappear overnight, literally. I've lived it. Never want to be on the other side. And I'll leave you with my motto, man. It, it's, it's very cheesy but it is so true you're either the hammer or the nail and i'm gonna be that hammer every day of the week wow i have not heard that quote in a long time yes sir that's i mean you know i, I say that to myself every single day you're either the hammer or the nail and i'm that hammer zach and um i'm coming in you're gonna know when i'm in the room i'm a small guy but i'm loud i'm you're gonna know i'm there and um you know Anybody that ever needs anything, I got you. Zach, you ever need anything, you let me know, man. I, that's very important to me. I like to be accountable, and um, I love to help people. I absolutely love to help people. It, it brings me joy. Well, man, you are in the right industry then. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah, definitely. But I do appreciate you coming on. That's definitely and thanks for uh, having me. This was fun. This was my first one. I hope to do more. I, um, I appreciate it. I I watched all your YouTube videos thus far. I, I try to study you before you put me on the spot to see what, where we were going to go at. So uh, <laughs> I thank you very much and um, can't wait to watch you blow up. You're already starting to blow up. You just don't know it, but it's coming, man. Um, it's coming. That open house story, I still talk about it every day. 
if we had more time, I, but you know, matter of fact, I got a couple of minutes. I Zach was hosting an open house for me. This, this doesn't happen. I don't even know if I would have done it. I had a, a listing and been on the market for several weeks, but uh, Zach was hosting my open houses for me. And um, he was hosting them on a, a Friday and a Saturday happy hour time. And Friday, Zach was hosting. I had somebody come in. They liked it. They submitted an offer Saturday morning. We ratified. Zach still had the open house scheduled for Saturday. I called Zach or I texted him and said, Zach, we're under contract. You don't have to host open house if you don't want to. And 9.9 out of 10 people would have said, okay, thanks. I won't do it. You know, appreciate the opportunity. But Zach said, I'm going to do it anyways. Well, Zach did it. And he ended up getting a potential client out of it who wanted to buy and sell a home. And just that, that mentality right there is how I know you're going to be successful. You were willing to do something that nobody else would have done, including myself. I don't know if I would have done it. You, I would have had to been in that situation to determine if I would have done it. But um, part of me says, yeah, I would have done it, but I really don't think I would have. I don't know. Uh, but you did it. And that right there speaks volume. And that's why you're different than everybody else. Um, you saw outside of that box and that's going to pay its dividends in due time. And you just keep at it, man. You got this. I have absolutely no doubt you're going to crush it. You're going to have those million dollar listings. Um, things fall through all the time. People decide they don't want to sell their house or they're buying and it's so stressful that they don't want to deal with it. They're just going to go rent or whatever. It's going to happen. Just keep, keep going at it. Just keep doing what you're doing and it'll pay its dividends and you're going to blow up and you're going to crush all your goals. You're going to crush them in half the time and double your goals and you can do great, man. I'm, I'm glad that I get a front row seat to watch it. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate all that. Dude, I, I was sitting right here. I remember looking at my phone debating whether or not to take the open house that day. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't really feel like it, especially if it's under contract. It was, man, full asking. I was ready for you to say no, and I was cool with it. I didn't expect you to say yes, and you said yes, and I said, okay, that's respect. Like you like to say, that's respect. Um, but just the potential that you could have gotten out of it is just – mind-blowing and i guarantee from now on if you ever have an open house that's under contract you're still going to host it um as am i believe that so that's that's just that's just who you are and how you operate and like i said nobody else would have done it um i told our broker that story he was like i don't think i would have done it so just you know keep doing it that way and uh it'll come i i have absolutely no doubt um shoot, you might have that million dollar listing before me. That's just, that's how much I believe in you. And I hope you do power to you. Get it. I, um, you know, I did six, almost 7 million in sales my first year. Some agents do that with one transaction, but uh, they've been doing it for 20, 30 years. So I'll be there. I, I'm not worried about it. I know I'll be there. Um, tomorrow, Charleston Real Producers, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they, um, they spotlight the top, realtors in the Charleston area and tomorrow they're gonna they're gonna showcase the top 500 realtors from 2021 and I don't know if I made the cut or not but uh I hope so I'll find out 500 out of 7500 but if I make it that's uh I'll be pretty proud of that dude that's 100% something to be proud of that's Amen. crazy the first year in real estate and like I you said I got it but we'll see well you deserve it but Thank regardless you. It's going to be a front row seat for me as well, watching you come up, especially with the social media. I'm very excited to see that. But let's definitely uh, get together soon, get yes, our sir. coffee spot, and uh, go from there. Yeah, man. I'll see you at Nosh.
8 a.m. one day soon. Yeah, man, that was my bad last time. No, you're good, man. I ain't worried about it. Trust me. If, if I had a problem with it, you would have known. I uh, I communicate, so all good. Yeah, you're, no need. you're very new, you're very New Jersey in that way. You're very direct. I am. I man, I I, I don't hold back. Um, there's no point. Why? You know, people need to know. Constructive criticism is great. I think you know. Tell me if I'm doing something wrong. If I do something better, let me know. I want to hear it. You won't hurt my feelings. I'll do it, and I'll do it ten times better. And um, that's how you get better. Yeah, man. Well, respect because you are uh, you were a northerner in your past life for sure. I people tell me that all the time. Uh, born and raised Charleston, South Carolina. I just think it's my European roots um, that I have that northern Italian New York thing going for me. But uh, I'm a Charleston Southern boy, and uh, but I can mix with any of them. Don't matter. I'll pretend to be from New York if, if that means making a little bit of money. Yeah, man. Well, you could definitely pass for it. But uh, once again, <laughs> once again, I do appreciate you coming exactly. on. And, uh, Thank you, man. Yeah, I'll be sure to link everything in the description and we'll get together soon. Sounds great, man. Look forward to talking with you soon. Yes, sir. Thank Sunday, you. one o'clock. Sunday, one to three. Yep. Yes, We're going to get All that right. house sold. Yep. You're in the paper. You're in the Post and Courier and on Waves. So people will know. Perfect. Cool, All right, man. man. All right. Take care. You too. All right, y'all. Great episode with my buddy, Daniel. I will link all of his socials and his wife's uh, glamping business in the description below once I get this video out. But the man is a beast. He, I think I like to work hard, but man, he, he's blowing me out right now. So I got I to gotta step it up even more. But that's who I'm trying to surround myself with is people like Daniel. But I appreciate everyone watching and uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.